Hello, and welcome to Meet the Chargers. I'm Ethan Cardona. I'm a communications major here at the University of New Haven with a double minor in sport communication and marketing. Since the fall of my freshman year, I've wanted to create Meet the Chargers, and with the help of John Mays, Director of Athletics Shane Zanger, Dan Rudy, and Bruce Barber, Meet the Chargers has come to life. Since I started here at the university, I've met plenty of student athletes, most of them my close friends. And in my residence hall, living with them and interacting with them every day, I've learned that each has their own unique and special story. With that, on Meet the Chargers, I'll sit down in each episode with one of our incredible student athletes and learn about their lives on their teams and their lives off the field and what makes them who they are. This is Meet the Chargers. Season 1, Episode 2 of Meet the Chargers. I'm Ethan Cardona, and I'm here today with Julia Guineri, a sophomore member of our women's volleyball team. Julia, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. Thank you for being here. Um, so just start by telling us just a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, I, I play volleyball here at the university. Um, I study psychology, which I recently changed to. And I'm from Milford, New Hampshire, small town. And I just really like going to school here and, nice. and the opportunity to be here yeah so you just you said that you switched to psychology so what was your original major so I was a global studies major okay. and I minored in Mandarin Chinese oh wow <laughs> it's a pretty different yeah but <laughs> so what what kind of went into that like why did you decide the minor and then also your major coming in so I did model UN in high school and I always I've always been very interested in, in government and politics and just how that whole world worked. So I was very excited about studying that. I could see myself in that career. And I attended a lecture recently actually of somebody who worked at an Estonian embassy, created oh, wow. policy, did all that kind of work that yeah. I wanted to do. And when he was describing <laughs> a day in his job, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> so I, I now I'm in psychology, okay. and I hope to work in psychotherapy with that. Okay. So what went into that decision of deciding that that's your new focus? Well, I've always sort of, I've also had an interest in just like psychological things, and I would always watch um, videos on YouTube that kind of taught about different um, like medical phenomena or how psychological, how things that have happened to us psychologically impact us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I am really drawn to people and the way that we are affected by what goes on in, inside of us and how that comes out. So I feel like if I could make a connection with somebody and, and help people that way, it would be a very fulfilling career. Nice. So talking about connections, we go back to when volleyball started for you. Mm -hmm. When was that and how does that connect to where you are today? So I started playing volleyball seriously in seventh grade and I remember I just was obsessed like I fell in love with it immediately. I, I played soccer and softball and I enjoyed being a part of the teams and, and playing the sports but volleyball was addicting. Like I would just play in the driveway hitting the ball against my garage door <laughs> like for hours and I feel like that is a huge part of of me and, and playing here today because there have been times in practices or in games where I'll have like a little flashback to like little me playing volleyball and it's like I'm that same person in a way. I still feel that that way playing yeah. the game. It's, it's pretty impressive that we get to have that experience. You know? Yeah. 
So when did that feeling kind of click for you? You said you played soccer and softball. So when did it click for you, like, volleyball's the one, that's what we're going with? Um, I think it was when I started playing beach volleyball. I, my home, she's in my hometown, my best friend, Emily, she called me up one day and she's like, hey, like, there's, there's this little beach volleyball camp going on. Like, you want to just try it out? And we just showed up not knowing a single thing. And I felt like I was naturally just drawn to this sport. And I, I, it was something I took upon myself for the first time to practice and to really say I want to get good at this. Whereas with soccer and softball, my parents were, all, were a little bit more like, why don't you try this? And yeah. it was like my idea. It was gotcha. interesting. So um, playing beach volleyball, obviously, um, at least as far as I know, it's usually two on two. Yes. So obviously a lot more running around. <laughs> um, so did that kind of tie into where you were like, okay, maybe a libero is what I want to be? Um, well, interesting. So beach volleyball gave me like that edge, I think, in other parts of volleyball, or not necessarily an edge, but an interest in attacking and setting because that's something as a libero you never really get to yeah. do. The libero thing, I think, actually came from being a goalie in soccer. Okay. And I also was a catcher in softball. Like, things coming at me, yeah. I was okay with that. <laughs> so, I think playing beach, being able to dig a volleyball and also attack the ball that I dug was, like, yeah. super cool. Like, the game came together more. Yeah, it's definitely a very interesting way because you are, you're taking two-thirds of it or one-third of it at any point because there's nobody else to pass through. You know the ball's coming to you. You need to get off the ground and then be ready to hit oh, it over. absolutely. And moving in the sand is already a whole different thing. And the strategy of beach volleyball versus indoors is completely different. So it's it gives a lot of people who, who play both a, a little bit of an advantage because yeah. you understand the game from, from multiple sides. But it's also just, I think it's awesome. A lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> So, beach volleyball, and then you go to really deciding that you're serious about volleyball. When did you have the realization that we're going to do this in college? We're going to try and pursue um, whatever division it may be. And how did, how did that decision come in as well of where you were going to go and if you wanted to play? Hmm. It was definitely an interesting process. I'd say freshman year of high school, I was sure that I wanted to play in college. And I think a lot of um, collegiate athletes who play, especially D2 or D3, probably had that moment, like at some point where like, I'm gonna go to Penn State, or I'm gonna be this D1, like, hotshot. And I, I really did want to play at um, Cal State Long Beach. I remember that was the dream. Yeah. And then I um, just started exploring my options, and I found that I actually did want to be closer to home, and that I, wasn't really so hung up on division-wise where I would end up. So I I guess I just kind of sent film to as many schools as I could, and when you play at tournaments, coaches can come in and scout you. So I started getting involved with that process, I'd say, really early, like sophomore year. And um, when I found New Haven, I just, I was like, okay, let's consider it. And when I came to the school, it was like, it clicked. I knew that that's where I wanted to go. So that was, um, so that moment kind of ties into my next question of like narrowing down the schools. Mm -hmm. What exactly about New Haven from an athletic standpoint, but also from an academic standpoint, really stood out to you that you were like, this is where I want to be? Yeah, um, I, I mean, this university has a wonderful academic and athletic reputation. So when I, when I came to the university and I saw 
like the environment and just the layout of not only the physical campus but how professors interact with students and the way that the coaches interact with students I loved that and for what I wanted to study being so close to New York and just having all these all these wonderful opportunities for at the time like political science and things like that so that was a, a big win for me and then athletically I had actually practiced with a few other teams because you can okay. do like a, a day visit yeah. when you're trying to find where you want to commit to and when I practiced with New Haven they ran their practices it felt like game day almost mm -hmm. it was just so aggressive and really high energy and a lot of the the techniques were were just new and yeah. and really interesting to me. So I I was hooked. You know, I love the energy. So obviously you're a sophomore. So last year, kind of take us back there. And what was it like for you? Your first couple of days on campus. Obviously volleyball's here kind of before everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, so what was it like for you as you made that transition onto campus? Um, obviously being a resident student and then getting into your first couple of days of like legitimate. Here's the time practice. Wow, I. I honestly think, thinking back to freshman year, it was a very um, nerve-wracking time, and those few, those first couple days, I was just uh, honestly really nervous and scared. I am like such a like family person, and I was kind of homesick, so that was a an element to that. But I was excited to see, you know, what was ahead, and so we we got right to business. You know, preseason it was. I think I think we practiced like four hours a day or more and on top of starting lifts and, and working out together it, it was a definitely a, a change of pace for me <laughs> so you mentioned um, kind of being homesick so let's jump from athletics to kind of a little more personal stuff so what was it like for you that first time away from home um, from a family perspective um, I was very nervous to be not not only just away from my parents but away from the small town that I grew up in it's a very kind of everybody knows everybody really like cozy community and this to me I know some people come to West Haven and they're like oh you know urban area I'm like this is the big city <laughs> so it was kind of an adjustment um I I definitely and to this day call my parents like twice a day so that that helps a lot even though i am here i don't feel like that that changed much like the family connection mm -hmm. thankful for technology in yeah, that right. sense <laughs> um so like kind of as you went through the process of high school and club and eventually playing here how much did your family really play a role in that for you my family has always been incredibly supportive um my dad helped pay for everything for club and help get us you know around to the tournaments because they're all over the country um they came to as many games as as they could both of my parents work full-time so that's that's something i really value that they they made time to to watch me play and i you know honestly there were times when i'd have a really rough game and i'd say you know maybe i'm just not not good enough maybe this isn't for me and my parents have always been those people to, to push me and to inspire me. Like, they're just, they're always very supportive in that sense. So we go from, you know, your first season, and obviously, like you said, you were pretty close with your family. 
um, throughout the process because you're able to call them, FaceTime them, and mm -hmm. um, keep in contact pretty quickly. So cut to March. Obviously, you guys are in the off season, um, but you're still having practices, you're still doing lifts and things like that, and you get that email. Right. <laughs> Take me back to that day. So, oh my gosh, this day, the team was actually all together when we got the email, we had just practiced. And we were sort of in this phase where we we're about to enter the competitive portion of the postseason. So we we're going to scrimmage some D1 teams, really start to put into play all the things that we have been practicing. Krista has had been going over actually some new techniques and new game plans. And we were all just kind of like halted. So I think we were we were nervous. We were very disappointed, but nobody nobody panicked. Nobody was like really down in the dumps about it since we're like okay this is the situation we're gonna we're gonna do our best and, and do what we can from home and once we made that move home I think we definitely carried that plan out in a sense what do you think that means um, in terms of campus community as a whole but just for the team in general um, being able to stay so close-knit and making sure that you're not freaking out when something like that comes up it's honestly a support system that I am so grateful to have. I wish more people had that experience. And actually kind of going back to that, that question about me being a freshman coming onto the team, it was like I had this little family waiting for me, like a group of sisters that I was assigned to. And those people, like, yes, at first they're strangers, but you really care for one another. And so, yeah, that was bad news that day. And we wanted to play so bad, but because of that family dynamic, that open communication that we have as a team, we almost kept, we were able to keep each other calm, you know? So it's, I think it's super important. And it, it's tough right now for a lot of the teams around there who can't practice or who can't be as close because it, it leaves a lot of people feeling that, that anxiety, I think, that fear more than, more than ever, especially in a time that we're living in right now. Absolutely. Uh, so, you guys were kind of close, obviously, as you transitioned from off-campus to online, mm -hmm. and then two weeks after um, we get sent home, we find out we're not coming back. So once that happened, obviously the rest of the semester kind of plays out online. Um, what were you doing to kind of, um, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but like mm -hmm. stay kind of sane? Oh, it, it, it definitely does require some effort. I feel like the whole team kind of felt that as well. I personally, I tried to establish as much as a routine as I could. So I would keep up with my exercises. I know the gym was closed and that honestly, that killed. But I, I did the best I could with my home workouts. I stayed in contact with the team as we all did. We had frequent meetings and everything. Um, I read a lot during that time. I felt that reading a, a new book or working on even just like a little art project or something creative, music, I played a lot of guitar, just creative outlets. They definitely kept me sane yeah. <laughs> in that time. So kind of cut back to March. So, you know, we get sent home. Then you find out um, that you're not coming back. And you talked about a little bit, like, the camaraderie and things like mm -hmm. that. What were you doing personally to kind of, like, stay sane and keep, um, just keep going during the pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. So our team, we were having our Zoom meetings, and everybody did stay in contact. But 
there is a lot of downtime, like you were saying. So for me personally, I took up reading a lot more seriously than I have in the past. I started just getting to those books that I said, oh, I'll read those later. Um, it was a great opportunity to spend time with my family that we just hadn't had, had for a while. And I, um, I was just kind of enjoying all the wonderful things that my little hometown has to offer. Like we have so many little hiking trails and awesome spots to just kind of go for a walk or a jog. So I, I just sort of felt reconnected with nature, which is something I, I miss when I'm on campus a little bit, so. Yeah, obviously now it's a, it's a different scenario, kind of being able to just go for a walk because you have to go for a walk with a mask on. Exactly. Um, but as you get back on to campus this semester, um, what was it like because you're not back early now? Um, so kind of just going through your day-to-day life between classes and you know having probably more downtime now because you're not having consistent practices and games like you normally would. Um, what has that been like for you? It's definitely been an adjustment. It, it is a change of pace. So for me personally, I only have one class that is in person and it's once a week. So other than that, everything is on Zoom. And I have been staying busy with assignments just because with that online sort of format, I think professors assign a lot, a lot more just to get the, the content across. So it's very limited to our, our practice hours, which hopefully soon we'll, we'll start to, to get more. But um, it's just trying to organize my time, I think, in a way that's still beneficial, that I'm still pushing myself and keeping myself accountable as an athlete of like okay I'm gonna stay motivated and and dedicated here so it's very similar I'd say to being at home making a routine making sure you you do your homework but also you know taking time for yourself reading I love my roommates so we we always have some some downtime together to just chill and and catch up so I I honestly I'm I'm glad to be back even though it is different yeah Um, so specifically with um, since you only have one in-person <laughs> class, what are you doing here? Because obviously you said at home you're like doing the trails and you're going for walks or jogs and things like that. What are you able to do here to kind of keep your mind at ease when you're not doing homework and things like that? Well, I don't know if you've ever heard of Qigong. No. Have you heard? Okay, so Qigong is an energy practice, very similar to yoga. Okay. But what you do is you train your, your breath control and your body's like mobility and stretching and it's all this kind of mind-body connection so I I love doing this in the morning especially and um, I I think it's really interesting too how it keeps me focused throughout the day it just puts you in in a right headspace it's also making me more flexible which is good for volleyball so so that's been something I've taken up Um, I've also been drawing more sometimes I'll just grab a notebook and and start doodling or or read like I was saying so those are the kinds of things I've been into you know lately (laughs) so you know obviously you've kind of navigated the pandemic on campus for the last month Mm -hmm. because you're a sophomore you lived a normal college experience last year what advice would you give to like an incoming freshman or someone that's on campus right now it's a little nervous um about making friends and just getting associated with the campus community? Hmm. I think the advice I would give to somebody coming into this situation would be to take the time to invest in their mental health seriously. Like, 
I think when you are entering like a normal college experience, there's so much going on. Everything is so new and exciting. You you neglect some of the things that maybe you're feeling or or how how you want to make the most of the experience. So since these circumstances are a little bit different, a little bit slower, it's almost like the universe is telling us to slow down a little bit and really make an effort to to make ourselves happy. It's an opportunity to maybe take up something that you hadn't done before or you know, explore new interests. So look inside, look inward sometimes. That's my advice. <laughs> so as we kind of wrap up here, um, what's something that maybe I haven't asked you about that you really want to talk about? Well, like I told you before, I'm a huge family person. So just to give you a little bit of a background on, on my culture and, and things like that, something really important to me. Um, I'm half Brazilian. My mother is from Brazil and my father is American from Mass. <laughs> and um, they have given me, they blessed me with some language skills. So I speak Portuguese, English, and French as of now, wow. and I'm learning Mandarin. So that is just a little fun fact, I guess. That's very, you're just going to be able to talk to everybody no matter where you go <laughs> in the world. That's the dream. I mean, communication is key, right? Absolutely. So, Julia, thank you so much for being here and uh, just being a part of the podcast. I really appreciate you being uh, taking some time out of your day to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. I have a lovely time talking with you. Absolutely. Thank you. So, thanks to Julia. Thanks to you for watching. I'm Ethan Cardona, and this is Meet the Chargers. Go Chargers! <laughs>